Organizational Change in Today's World, a multi-part series to help ground organizational change experiences amidst the immediate and chaotic change that we are all facing. In today's episode, we will be talking about organizational change and how we react, respond to change amidst chaos. Here with me today is Carol Fletcher and David Cole, Senior Management Consultants at Digineer, who have extensive experience and focus on leading organizational change. Carol and David, thank you so much for being here. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Carol, we'll start with you. Sure. Um, I've been an organizational change manager for over 15 years now, and I've been with Digineer for um, close to 11 years now. And really, I get into I got into change because I really do um, love and appreciate the impact it has on people, people that I work with, people that are in our clients' office, um, and how it helps them long term, not just for the immediate change that they're encountering. Love it. What about you, David? Great. Um, thank you. Yeah, I've been here at Digineer for the past five years. Um, for me, in all my time here, I have not yet left the healthcare space. So I've held various roles in organizational change and business analysis, and I've been working on projects really to, mostly to scale um, technology organizations and helping them connect people with new processes. Love it. Well, thank you so much for, for both of you to being here today. We're going to dive right into our questions. So Carol, uh, I heard you've been working with the four phases of leading in disruptive crisis. Can you describe that for us? Sure. It's really about moving from being reactive to being proactive. And I think COVID-19 has made us all encounter change at the same time. It's unlike anything we've seen before where the entire world has been hit with something at the exact same time. And it's interesting to see how people react and respond when the initial came out. There's always that initial denial that this is just going to be a couple weeks or a couple months and then we'll be back to normal. And I think that really it, it we got stuck for a little bit in that react and re respond kind of phase. As we kind of adjusted to that new normal, we saw people going, okay, we have a new reality here. Now what are we going to do? How do we redirect what we're doing for this new reality? And as we got into that, that new reality became a little more solid. And and really, I, I think people became aware that the world is not going to go back to the way it used to be. There's going to be a new normal that we have to respond to. And so people started to look at, how do I look forward to the future? How are we going to kind of in, uh, attack that or approach that future that we, we think is coming up? And then how do we, in phase four, accelerate those opportunities and really begin to work with this paradigm that we're in? And how do we make the best out of that and maybe create some new innovations and new things coming towards us that we might not even be considering yet? So, David, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I think it's a very obviously timely um, point in time to be examining this type of a uh, 
you know, outcomes with change, everyone being hit with this at the same time, um, there were, you know, everyone had the same issues to address. Um, you know, people were looking at how do we keep people safe within my organization um, and people that we serve? How do we transition all these different things and, you know, transition to work from home and implementing new tools on a dime? I think what's interesting is that, you know, we're so used in the change management world, we're so used to um, relying on tools and processes and things that exist. Um, but with this situation, we didn't have that opportunity. Um, we really just had to work through the change as it came and work on that immediate requirement before moving forward. Right. I mean, change management is all about getting ahead of change. And here we are saying, okay, how do we react? And I think that's what's going to be more realistic in this, you know, as Carol alluded to in the future coming up, is that changes are just going to keep happening. Some we're going to plan for, some we're going to execute in a more structured fashion. There's plenty that are probably going to happen that we're not expecting. And so it's important that we build some sort of a framework or an approach that can really handle that reactiveness, but in a more methodical way. And so this four, these four phases of leading in disruptive crisis help to, you know, really bridge and build that initial framework for us first to react and respond to whatever's happening. And then it helps to kind of backfill and create a framework moving forward, like Carol said, to what we really want. So I love that. Surrounding the March 2020 events, uh, I know that pivoted everything for us, but what were some of the things that you did or you saw or you experienced, um, you know, where you saw people accommodating those immediate changes that came about? What were some of the things that you did or that happened? Well, for me, I think overall, um, we're really used to being planful in our in our normal change plans. You know, a lot of the time you have a roadmap and you have a, um, a process for how projects are initiated. But with this, we didn't have that at all. What we first had to do is, you know, take things as it came and, and accommodate that immediate requirement without being very planful. Um, so there was a big, big difference in the way that we addressed this change, um, you know, when, once everyone was hit with it. I agree, David. I, we both have been working in healthcare, and I think that healthcare in particular was hit the hardest with the most challenges. While other companies and institutions around the world maybe were shutting down, healthcare was really redirecting everything that they were doing to accommodate the influx of COVID-19 patients. And so I think what what you're saying hits spot on. There was no time to plan. Contingency plans that we had looked at before COVID-19 were things like if a hurricane hits, if a tornado comes through, if our building is destroyed, what do we do? Not if the whole world is shutting down, what do we do? And so it created a unique set of events to tackle. And we see that um, the people, the leaders who could handle that pivot quickly and be decisive and even if they were right or wrong, make decisions to move forward 
and then be willing to adjust those as we receive new information were really the leaders that were successful. Um, the leaders that had sometimes done very well with change sometimes did not do so well when it was unplanned and they had a very difficult time. And so as a change manager, really understanding what those leaders were going through and how we could help them out was very important in just how do you react to this? How do you, how are you going to respond to this national or international event that's hitting us right now? And I think a lot of time when we talk about reacting, um, what we really are should be thinking about and talking about is change agility. You know, you talked about being able to react on a dime and move forward through that. You know, that's so important when, you know, you're thinking about your organization and what capabilities for change they have. Yeah, that's a very important factor in it. And then the change saturation. So you get change fatigue very quickly in a situation like this. And so how do you create that agility when you have people who are just absolutely worn out? They're so tired of nothing being the same. There's no like safe place to go to in the workplace again. There's nothing that really hasn't changed for people. And how do you help them adjust to that? Um, and that's created some really unique challenges um, as we saw the first wave of the crisis hitting us. Yeah, I, I know in the work that I'm doing, uh, culture, corporate culture, communications, transparency, and the focus on employee well-being and how people are, are feeling during this time has, I think, really helped to elevate the need for this reactiveness, but really put a true focus on humanity first during times of chaotic change. And I found that leaders who prioritize their people and their people's well-being have by far been the most successful through this. Their teams have stayed intact, they've continued to deliver, and engagement has either stayed the same or continued to improve, which means that they are going to be more agile because they're working more as a team and they're feeling more tied to their work. So I completely agree. Carol, you, you're always such a positive person. <laughs> and yeah, there's chaos in the world, but what are some of these positive impacts and outcomes You know that, that can come from chaos? I'd love your perspective on that. I think we see it throughout the COVID-19 response and throughout the chaos that ensued from that. We see little points of, of positivity and little points of hope. Um, organizations who had never before really considered remote working had to adapt to that very quickly. Um, and we've seen changes in the big aha moment of, hey, people can work from home and I can still get as much and sometimes more um, deliverables or work effort from them because they can do that and because I'm feeling flexible. I think employees... Um, who who have owners uh, ownership or organizations who who really support that feel like I'm finally being heard and that I have a voice in some of this too. I can say I'm having a problem with my internet. Can my organization help? Or my computer is too slow. Can my organization or my leadership help? And people have been responding to that very very well. Um, I really feel like. I will appreciate, and I hope others will as well, I will so appreciate working with my coworkers again in the office. 
where there were days when I would be like, oh gosh, I don't want to go into the office. I think I will be like, yay, I get to go into the office Um, and just appreciate the ability to go grab a coffee with somebody again um, or have a conversation at their cubicle um, or just take a walk with a coworker and work through a problem or or go into a conference room and whiteboard. Um, I really think that those things are going to be appreciated um, when we, we took them for granted before. I also think that organizations are going to look at change differently. And they're going to think about more variety in what's hitting us and, and more ambiguity in what's hitting us. And how do we respond to that when we don't know all the answers, we don't have all the information? How can we still positively impact um, the management of change within our organization? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with the craving, of, you know, that that we're seeing for the human interaction. Um, you know, a lot of things are changing from a work productivity perspective. You know, the way that people are interacting online, we're missing those water cooler conversations when you can, you know, make a quick connection and pick up on something that maybe you wouldn't have spurred upon yourself. Um, and a lot of time, a lot of good can come from those conversations. Um, you know. When you get everyone in a, in a meeting room and they're whiteboarding, you know, sometimes an hour passes and you've got, you know, a huge array of, you know, tables and charts and arrows drawn and it looks like crazy science. But I think that you can't do, you just can't do that necessarily over, you know, through a, through a whiteboarding app on your, on your computer. And I think that there's a lot of, thirst to get back to having those opportunities to connect with people on that front. So keeping on the positive piece here, uh, my last question is, what are you most hopeful for this year, personal or work-related? I'm hopeful for our new norm to sit, to start, I should say, our new norm to start Um, I feel like we have been in a transition mode for a very long time and we're still making changes and transition in response to what's happening in healthcare and with COVID-19. I'm really hopeful that we find some place where we can settle into something that can become a little more stable. And I think once we have a little bit more stability kind of in some of the foundational things that we um, expect or anticipate in life, that making changes and looking at how changes impact us begin a little bit uh, to happen a little bit more across the board and in a more positive way. I know in my own personal life, I've seen change management just in my uh, daughter, who's a senior in high school, and making that transition to I may never go back to my high school that I'm graduating from this year to Mom, don't ever talk about that. That's a horrible thing to say that we might not go back to, okay, I'm just understanding that my worst case scenario is I don't go back and I've accepted that and I will just focus on my first year of college and just watching how the human uh, the human spirit is very resilient in adapting to change and it takes time, but we all need to understand that we can do this and we can do it especially together when we support each other. As we move through, you know, this change that isn't done done with yet, um, I think there's a, a lot of opportunity to bring this new um, kind of perspective on change into our daily interactions. Um, I think we're able to 
kind of mix in some opportunities to build a, a capability within our team, within ourselves and those around us um, so that we are able to be better situated and handle these types of things. I am most hopeful for summer. I really want to be outside. I want to be eating on a patio. I want to have a glass of wine and someone serve me an appetizer and tip them really well. <laughs> I'm just really looking forward to being outside and getting sun and for things to just open up a little bit more. So I agree. I think, I think also when we come out of this, I think that when we come out of this, we're going to look back on it and say, Hey, we could survive COVID and make the changes we needed to do to, to make at that point in time. We can handle anything now. <laughs> we are change warriors, not change managers. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Um, any last words, you know, as we go into 2021, um, advice on how to react and immediately respond to change uh, as we enter this year? Any last words? I think don't be afraid to, to tackle it. Um, putting it off rarely helps you. I think um, being bold enough to look at it, embrace it, and understand how you can make it through and what you can do to have a positive positive impact on it is probably the best thing you can do um, anytime change hits you, but more so now. Yeah, and don't be afraid to reach out, ask questions, um, rely on your teammates, um, your managers, your coaches, those people around you. Um, there's a thirst for to help for people to help each other succeed. Um, so don't be afraid to use those opportunities um, to leverage each other to move ourselves forward. So I'd love to thank both of you, Carol and David, for your expertise and the great laughs today. And thank you to all of our listeners. Please be on the lookout for episode three in the Digineer Presents Organizational Change in today's World Series, where we will dive into how we redirect and adapt in times of chaotic change. So be well and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Digineer Presents, brought to you by Digineer. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and look for Digineer and all those social media platforms. We look forward to hearing from you.